Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the citizenship test. So grab your oath of allegiance. And let's get civical. Thank God, if we weren't here, I'd be worried. I'd be worried. <laughs> if we weren't here, this would be a much different tone of podcast. Of podcast. Silence, I think, is the word we're looking for. It would just be That's silence. it. There wouldn't be one. But <laughs> w- you know what? There is. We're here. Oh, my God. This is the worst intro we've ever done. It really is. <laughs> so we we wasted all of our energy on talking to each other. I know. You I guys. Know. We have to stop gabbing. We have I to know. stop. Here, look at the Jimmy Carter plate again. There Jimmy! Oh, my God. You guys, I'm going to post so this good. on I'm going to post this on our Instagram. I've talked about it before. It's my most prized possession that I just refound. But it's a plate, and it has all of the presidents on it, all of their faces. And then in the middle... It ends with President Jimmy Carter. Hell yeah, our boy. I found it at an antique shop. I bought it for $11. And it, quite frankly, is is the, the only thing that I love that I own. <laughs> <laughs> so I just have it in my room here. It brings me so much joy when I look at it. It's currently sitting right next to me. Just in case I need, like, help, I'll just look at Jimmy's eyes. Ooh, it, it's also hot, Jimmy. Like, it's hot young yeah, yeah, Jimmy yeah. Yep. in the middle of the plate. So that's, that's just, like, an added bonus. Like, full <laughs> head of hair, that reddish-brownish. Just off the baby peanut blue farm. eyes. Just off the peanut farm. He's tan? <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he's, like, very tan. Yeah, literally hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so sorry. I'll, I'll save that for when Jimmy and I are alone. <laughs> But yeah, we're just having a day. It's you know what's why it's weird. It's because we're recording at a different time, and this always happens. I know it's my fault. It's my fault. I was traveling, and we had to change the time. And I really, it really just does mess with our <laughs> energy. It's nine thirty on a Monday, not yeah noon on a weekend. Right. Well, and it doesn't help that like you you are have the capability to live a life before nine thirty a.m. and I don't. <laughs> I just I rolled out of bed. 20 minutes before this was supposed to be happening and made myself a cup of coffee and now here we are. Hey, 
At least we're both caffeinated. That's the important thing. At least oh, we both have coffee. That's true. Yeah. I'm I'm fully wearing my pajamas. I and that's that. just what it is. I am wearing the clothes that I wore yesterday because I did not have the energy to get up and choose out a new outfit when I was traveling this morning. So there is that. I feel like that's a Lizzie no, no. Stewart move. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I've been wearing the same four shirts in rotation because what for all of quarantine? What, for all what am I going to do? Like put on no. a button down like what for, for who? who? Nobody. For who? Nobody. Not for me. That's not what I want. The virus does not care. No, the virus isn't like, oh, she's cute. Let me just <laughs> let me know, hop along here. to the other person. All right. Yep. Yeah. No, no. No, no, no. But anyways, you guys, it's, you know, it's 930 in the morning on a Monday and we are, we decided we wanted to do something fun and great. So obviously we're talking about the citizenship test. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I'm so excited. We're going to give you, obviously, information and the history on the test. And then Arden and I are going to quiz each other. Hells yeah. And we're going to see who should be in this nation. Oh, my goodness. Who should not. I tried to pick out, like, the hardest ones, which are still, I think, on the easier side. But there was, like, one or two where I was like, oh, I might get that wrong. Yeah. If I, like, didn't study or didn't, like, brush up on anything. Right, right, right. Yeah. Like, Ooh, that one. That's a very specific answer that I would probably get. I would get in the right like range. Right, right. But wouldn't get it accurate. So. Accurate. Yeah, I have a few of those too. There were a couple that I was like, oh, I'm glad I get to ask. This yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Lizzie and I are gonna ask us ask each other questions. We de- we haven't shared the questions beforehand, so nope. what you'll be hearing is. Our stupidity or not in real time. Yep. And this is a the honor system. <laughs> yep. Neither Arden nor I looked at each other's questions. Nope. And we're just going to, we're going to hope for the best. Yep. But first, we're going to start off with a little bit of history about the U.S. citizenship test. Okay. This is coming from the United States Citizen Immig- and Immigration Services and from CNN, uh, an article by Farida Bowsey. So the naturalization exams date back to the 19th century. But the, quote, exams from the 19th and early 20th centuries are nearly impossible to locate because during those years, judges conducted the exams orally in the courtroom. So they would just, like, ask people random fucking questions. Like, what's the Constitution? Uh, Who is the president? Like, name any of them. Yeah. Yeah. There was no, like, grammar reason. It was, like, whatever the judge felt like asking. (laughs) Okay, great. I love that. Seems fair. Seems What is my favorite color? (laughs) How do Wrong. I like my tea? It's taupe. <laughs> and lemon and honey. So, quote, prior to 1906, naturalization. This is a really hard word to say, and we're going to have to say it a naturalization? lot. Naturalization? Yeah, I'm Natural- glad you're having to take it. It is. It is quite a doozy. Prior to 1906, naturalization was under the exclusive jurisdiction of the courts, and at the local level, naturalization procedures varied widely. Okay, love. Yes. <laughs> different by city and state, by like even not even city and state, different by like city and village. <laughs> <laughs> because there was no explicit education requirement in naturalization law, some judges simply did not test applicants' knowledge of civics in American history. Okay. Okay, love. Okay, great. 
Other judges believed that the requirement of, quote, attachment to the principles of the Constitution, close quote, part of the naturalization process law since 1802 made it necessary for potential citizens to demonstrate that they understood the Constitution as well as U.S. history and civics generally. So there was like this part of the law that said like you had to have an attachment to the principles of the Constitution. Nobody was Mm -hmm. quite sure what that meant. And like it, some judges thought it was like, okay, we're really going to go, we're going to make sure we, like, people, like, do have that, and somehow we're going to ascertain that by asking them random questions. And then other judges were like, no, you seem like a good person or not. You can stay or not. Yeah, I'm, like, on the fence of if I find uh, this type of test necessary or not. You know, I'm kind of just, like, part of me is like, you know, yeah, you should probably, you should, you know. Yeah. Invest a little bit into where you want to become a citizen yeah. and have a general understanding. But also it's like, I also don't care. I don't know. It's I like I haven't quite I haven't made up my mind about how I feel about this test. Yeah, I like I I'm kind of of the same mind. Like I because I do think that. Each like a country is a country because of the values that it holds in its culture. And, you know, like yeah. you can't just like become a French citizen. Like you do have to like there's steps you have to go through. And, and do you have to also, do a test with them? I don't know, actually. Yeah. But, I'm curious like what other yeah. countries do. But I think the thing about the te- like taking a test as a way to like prove your quote attachment to the principles of the Constitution doesn't actually show attachment. It just shows like ability to memorize. Right. Do you know, like exactly that? Right. Yeah. Like that doesn't, it seems like a false, like almost the better thing to do, which they would never do because it requires so much work, is to like write me an essay on what the Constitution means right. to you. Do you know what I mean? Like that's like, sure, the, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like why, why is it like why the US? You know that stupid question where you, they, you know, they ask you in job interviews or like if you're trying to get into college or a ma- like a graduate program and they're like, okay, but why NYU? Do you know? It's like, okay, but why the United States? Right. That's literally, yeah. 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 I think think I'm fine with the test, but I don't think that this should be what makes or breaks somebody getting in. Do you know what I mean? And usually it's actually, we'll talk about it. It's actually usually not the test. It's the language barrier. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Carry on. Okay. So, quote, judges quizzed applicants. So this is like going back in the Hamanisha. Judges Mm -hmm. quizzed applicants about the functions of government, the duties of citizenship and American history. Judges asked questions in open court and candidates responded orally. The exams seem to have been impromptu with the degree of questioning depending on the answers supplied by the applicant. So, like, not only was it dependent on, like, the judge's whim, but also if the applicant said, like, whatever they said, then the question was like, the next question like a was it was a follow up. Yeah, thank you for the words. Which like just makes it seem like more of a conversation. And on one hand, like I can see where that is not fair because then it's not a process that's the same for everybody. But on the other hand, right. it's like maybe that was better at understanding why somebody wanted to be here, or like you know, sure. like maybe it was a more better personal. way. Yeah. But also, could you imagine if that was happening now? Absolutely not. We would have no difference. We would, like... (laughs) No. Well, and it also would be, like, so... The the differences between states and counties and, you know, it would be so vastly... It would would be unfair. It would be unfair. It would be unfair. 
So then, quote, in 1906, the Federal Bureau of Naturalization began to oversee and standardize the naturalization process nationally. During its first few years of operation, the Bureau received correspondence from judges, candidates for citizenship, and immigrant aid groups who were concerned about immigrants being denied admission to citizenship due to lack of knowledge about civics in U.S. history. So they, like, started to make it a formal process, and they were like, yeah. Okay, who has stakes in this process? Let's get comments. And they literally Come on down. Come on down. And they did it like the right way. They were like, You've applied? Great, let's talk to you. You are like advocating for immigrant rights? Okay, great, let's talk to you. Like they talked to people who were on both sides of it, which right. I think is really great. So after that, so after they did all their information gathering from the various groups, quote, in response, the Bureau took measures to develop an educational program to help immigrants learn about civics and history, but it did not move to develop a standardized test or set of testing procedures. So basically, at first, they're like, let's just create an education program. Got it. Okay, fine. (laughs) Good. We're all on board. And then the courts continued to administer the test as they had before, which was orally and just, like, with little uniformity. So we're, we've got, like, the education piece, like, that's starting to be more regular, but the tests are still, like, not written and they're still very subject to, like, the whims of the court. Yep. So then, quote, even after naturalization examiners began asking civics history questions during preliminary hearings in the 19, like, in the 19 teens and 20s, The tests Mm -hmm. remained oral, and examiners maintained discretion to choose the questions. And it wasn't until the 1930s when the Bureau moved to eliminate trick questions, such as, yeah, such as, how high is the Bunker Hill Monument? Hmm. Seems unfair. Very unfair. Yeah. So they moved to get rid of those questions from the exam and worked to ensure that questioning would establish the applicant's attachment to the principles of the Constitution rather than mere than the mere ability to memorize facts. Yep. So then going back to our naturalization citizenship test. So after 1950, when knowledge of U.S. history and civics finally became an explicit requirement for naturalization, the test remained primarily an oral quiz with the degree of questioning determined by the applicant's education, background, and interactions with the examiner. So it's like starting to be more regular, but they're also like, where did you go to school? Where are you from? Okay, we'll ask you these questions. Right, yeah. And so starting to get a little bit dicey and like exhibiting even kind of more clear cut, like it's beginning to be more clear cut about like who's coming in. Yeah. Quote, over the first half of the 20th century, the concept of the civics test played a prominent role in the nationalization services history, in part by fostering services citizenship education programs and the development of the federal textbooks on citizenship. Give me a textbook. Give yeah. me the books. Give me yeah. the books. So they moved to like, so they like did all the education stuff, and then it eventually became like a standardized test. And we'll talk more about how the text tests work down the line when Lizzie and I go to take it. But but yeah, so that's your basic overview of the test. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And now let's talk about some statistics. Yes. I love it. So, during the last decade, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services welcomed more than 7.2 million naturalized citizens into the fabric of our nation. Oh. This is obviously coming from the .gov web. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. 
In fiscal year 2018, over 756,000 people were naturalized. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, since 2009, the U.S. Citizenship and In- Immigration Services welcomed approximately 620 to 780,000 citizens each year during naturalization ceremonies across the United States and around the world. And then in FY18, 73% of all naturalized citizens resided in 10 states in descending order, California, Florida, New York, Texas, New Jersey, Illinois, Massachusetts, Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Washington. Yeah. are an interesting... It's a really, like... Group of states. <laughs> it's so... I mean, it also gives you, like... Like, California's very blue, Florida's red, going purple, New York is blue, Texas is red, turning purple, New Jersey is generally blue, Illinois is generally blue, Massachusetts, you do, it's like, yeah, there's like a little bit, there's a pattern, like, and then there's Virginia, but there's, which is- And then there's is, Virginia, which I'm like, is it's somewhat blue sometimes. It's it's still, yeah, it's, it's, it's purpley. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, it's an interesting, like, just seeing those states in order, you're like, oh, Hmm. It just gives you a, a little bit of context. Yeah. Yep. So in FY18, the leading metropolitan areas of residence were New York, New Jersey um, at 15%, Los Angeles, uh, Long Beach, Anaheim at 7.8%, and Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach at 7.3%. Love that. In FY18, the top countries of origin for naturalization were the following in descending order. Mexico, India, Philippines, Cuba, and the People's Republic of China. Yeah. I feel like that checks out. Although the Philippines is, I wouldn't have guessed. But I, yeah, I, I mean, I guess I know a fair, actually, I, I feel like I know either personally or through like, um, like acquaintances. A lot of people who are Filipino immigrants. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I just, it's just yeah. like when it comes to the top countries, it just wouldn't have occurred to yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And then the United States citizen, oh my God, for me, it's citizenship that I can't citizenship say. Citizenship is a very hard word. <laughs> so the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services reports that as of March 2019, the overall national pass rate is 90%. Which I feel like is pretty good. Let's go. Let's look. We love it. We love to see it. It's a it's a solid A minus. It is an A minus. You're absolutely right. Yeah. We love an A minus. So this next part is about the benefits and responsibilities of attaining U.S. citizenship. So again, this is coming from the United States Customs and Immigration Service. It's chapter two of their book on naturalization processes. Here are what they say are the benefits. The Constitution and laws of the United States give many rights to both citizens and non-citizens living in the United States. However, some rights are only for citizens, such as, quote, voting. Only U.S. citizens can vote in federal elections. Most states also restrict the right to vote in most elections to U.S. citizens. Okay. Yep. That actually makes sense to me. Quote, bringing family members to to the United States. Citizens generally get priority when petitioning to bring family members permanently to this country. Okay. Yep. The third one, quote, obtaining citizenship for children born abroad. In most cases, a child born abroad to a U.S. citizen is automatically a U.S. citizen. Is this the Ted Cruz thing? 
This, yes, this is the Ted Cruz thing. I forget which parent it is. I think it was his mother. Yeah. God. Number four, quote, traveling with a U.S. passport. Oh, my God. Such a, such a benefit. Such a, yeah, we can't go anywhere anymore. Can't go anywhere anymore. A U.S. passport allows you to get assistance from the U.S. government when outside the United States. Okay. The embassies. The embassies. Amazing. Number five, becoming eligible for federal jobs. Most jobs with government agencies require U.S. citizenship. Ah, Lizzie, let's we can go do it. work. Where should we go work? Oh, my God. They will not let me in any building. <laughs> They'd be like, not only do you not get the secret codes, you don't even get the codes to the door. You don't get the doorbell, no, honey. No. You can keep knock, knock, ding, donging on whatever door you want. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. You're not coming in. No. Number six, becoming an elected official. Many elected offices in this country require U.S. citizenship. Okay. Yep. What a benefit. And finally, number seven, quote, showing your patriotism. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What a benefit. In addition, becoming a U.S. citizen is a way to demonstrate your commitment to your new country. I mean, yes, because you've mm-hmm. affirmed that you are, you, you, you've passed the test and you've wanted to do that. And so you're a citizen. And so now by doing that, you can celebrate that you're a citizen, I guess, by definition. Yes. That is what most, you're doing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I show my patriotism every day by simply being who I am. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now we're going to talk about responsibilities. Hello. Did you know you had them? I didn't. I can't wait to read what they are. So to become a U.S. citizen, you must take an oath of allegiance. God, we're so dramatic. I know. The oath includes several promises you make when you become a U.S. citizen, including promises to number one. Give up all prior allegiance to any other nation or sovereignty. Sov- sovereignty. Sovereignty. Yes. Sovereignty. Yes. That is a horrible word. It's really, it's So hard. it's like, I, you know what? The queen over her. I'm over her. It's done. We broke up. Okay. Number two. Swear allegiance to the United States. Oh, my God. This is like, it, this is the United States being like, you need to make us Facebook official. 
Yeah. Yeah. This that is, is the equivalent. This is like in a in a this is in a new relationship. Like we're dating. We're making a Facebook official. Yeah. 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 We're engaged. We're married. We have a baby. We got a dog. It's over. Okay. The number three responsibility is to support and defend the Constitution and all the laws of the United States. So that's our responsibility. Okay, great. And finally, number four, serve the country when required. Hmm. Very vague. Very vague. Very vague. Could there, be it's war. Like, like, could be jury like, duty. Is this the draft? Like, what's the... <laughs> I think it quite... Very... I think they literally mean the draft. And also, yes. like... Also, like, I, I don't know. I would consider jury duty to be a form of serving the country because that shit is yeah. time consuming and they do not pay you. Like, they you could know literally bankrupt crazy? you. crazy? I've never been called. Really? In Kings County? Never in my life have I been called to serve on jury. I've been called twice. Not in since- Texas. Not in New York. Never in my life. I've never gone. To be on a jury. That's quite maddening. I've been called twice. And the first time I was called for jury duty, we should do an episode on jury duty, although it's different yeah. by state. But like, I, I was 24, 25, maybe even younger than that. And I had no idea how jury duty worked because my, I never remember anybody in my family. I didn't know anybody who got called for it when I lived in Ohio. And then when I got called for it in New York... I I was like, okay, a couple days and like, whatever. And then when I got there, they were like, no, you have to be ready to serve for two weeks. And I was working like hourly, like low bullshit right. hourly wage jobs at the right. time. And I was like, I can't. I will have no money. And they were like, that's not our problem. And I was like, mm-hmm. I hate this system. Mm-hmm. I hate this system. Like, I'm all for like doing your duty as a citizen or whatever, but not if it's going to leave me with a negative bank account. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I like it was so stressful. It was so stressful. Okay, back to citizenship. The United States Custom and Immigration Service also says this of the responsibilities of citizenship. And I quote U.S. citizens have many responsibilities other than the ones mentioned in the oath. Citizens have a responsibility to participate in the political process by registering and voting in elections. Serving on a jury is another responsibility of citizenship. Finally, America becomes stronger when all of its citizens respect the different opinions, cultures, ethnic groups, and religions found in this country. If only that were true. Yeah. (laughs) Of U.S. Tolerance for differences is also a responsibility of citizenship. Can you believe it? Quote, when you decide to become a U.S. citizen, you should be willing to fulfill the responsibilities of citizenship. We hope you will honor and respect the freedoms and opportunities citizenship gives you. At the same time, we hope you become an active member of your community. It is by participating in your community that you truly become American. Which is like a nice idea. Like what they're saying is like. Sure. Be an active member of society, which is like, yeah, yeah, great. You know I love voting. Everybody vote. It's my favorite thing in the world. And she I does do it every all. day. She, no, I'm kidding. I do it all. I'm just all constantly voting. Constantly voting. I mean, they're like really nice sentiments. It's, you know. For sure. For sure. I mean, they're, they're good ideals to have and to strive for. 
Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, the people who are born in this country are not necessarily upholding these responsibilities. Oh, no. No. It doesn't apply to all of us, and we all do are are successful at it in various ways and degrees at different points in our life and different points of the day. Yes, exactly right. I think if we're going to expect this of people who are coming into our country, we should expect it of our own naturally born citizens. Yes. Whatever that means. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) So here's, so let's talk about the test, the citizenship test. The test is part of the naturalization process for foreign citizens or nationals who wish to have United States citizenship. You are eligible. I should say this is all coming from the same United States Customs and Immigration Service. You are eligible for naturalization if you are one, 18 years old or older at the time you apply for naturalization. Two, are a lawful permanent resident, meaning you have a green card. Three, demonstrate continuous permanent residence in the United States for at least five years. In some cases, this may be three if you are married to a U.S. citizen. Four, show that you have been physically present in the United States for 30 months, or in some cases, 18 months if you're married to a U.S. citizen. And last but not least, show that you have lived for at least three months in the state or Customs and Immigration Service District where you claim residence. So basically, like, you have to show us that you're dedicated to being here. You have to be, like, you can't be a criminal. You can't be bopping around. You can't, you got to, like, put roots down somewhere. Like, show us that you care. Right. Is basically, like, what they're saying. In addition to taking the citizenship tests, applicants also must demonstrate knowledge of the English language. Quote, during an interview, a United States Customs Immigration Service officer will test the applicant's ability to read, write, and speak English and the applicant's ability or the applicant's knowledge of civics. Many times the reason the applicants fail the naturalization test is that they cannot answer the interview questions in English. Passing both portions of this interview, the test, and the command of English, applicants must be, quote, willing to support and defend the United States and its constitutions. Applicants declare that their attachment or loyalty to the United States and Constitution when they take the oath of allegiance at the naturalization ceremony. And you don't become a citizen of the United States until after you take the oath of allegiance. So, like, sure. even when you pass the test and do all that stuff, it's, it's not, not until, until you go, I pledge allegiance. Yep. To U.S. U.S. Yeah. So, the actual civics test is not a multiple choice test. During the naturalization interview, a United States Custom and Immigration Service officer will ask you up to 10 questions from a list of 100 questions in English. You must answer correctly six of the 10 questions to pass the civics test. Yeah. Certain applicants, because of age and time as a permanent resident, are exempt from the English requirements for naturalization and may take the civics test in the language of their choice. Okay, well, great. Great. Okay, fine. Yep. Is now the test? Now is the test. Okay. 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 So here's what we're going to do. So I'm asking questions one through 10 from the practice test that the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services has on their website. They have it as a multiple choice test on the website. I, to make it <laughs> as real as possible, have only taken the questions. Okay. <laughs> And we'll see how it goes. Great. So here are the first 10 from that test. Okay. I'm already Lizzie, so question stressed. one. 
I know. It's so stressful. It's so stressful. (laughs) Question one. Who signs bills to become laws? Okay, great. The president. Yes. (laughs) Question two. How old do do citizens have to be to vote for president? Okay, great. 18. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Question three. Name one branch or part of the government. The executive branch. Yeah. I think what they had. Does that not count? No accounts. That counts. Executive president. Yeah. What? Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. I, I know. I, it was I heard like, branch. Yes. Yes. No, you okay. got it. You got it. <laughs> this executive is why this is oral. President. We can yeah. up. We I would accept executive. I would accept executive. If they were accept. looking for president. Like, come on. Yeah. Executive yeah. is more impressive to know. This is me. This is me bargaining with the, the immigration <laughs> the officer. <customs> <laughs> like, come on. Come on, just let me in. Come on, knock, knock, ding, dong. My ID is real. It's not fake. Let me in. Yes. <laughs> Question four. Why does the flag have 13 stripes? Because of the 13 colonies. Yeah, baby. Question five. Who wrote the Declaration of Independence? Thomas Jefferson. Yes, honey. Okay, Question- great. Halfway through. <laughs> you're, yeah, the, if you pass this one, you're a citizen. <laughs> Yay! Okay, here's my citizenship question. <laughs> okay. Number six. If, you, if both the president and the vice president can no longer serve, who becomes president, honey? The speaker of the house. Yes! Nancy! Yes! I pass. I'm a citizen. Okay, but let's... Let's keep going. Give me I feel like that's. I feel like that's a very fitting question for you to gain your citizenship on. Right. <laughs> and these times, yeah. yeah. Okay, question seven. Okay. And this one, this one was like a multiple choice test or a multiple choice that had like a D answer that was like all of the above. So okay. name some. So I, I chose the, the answers from this. So I'll hear about this. I'll give you the multiple choice answers and you can choose. Okay. Okay. Ready? So why? Because it's a bit open-ended. Why did the colonists fight the British? A, they didn't have self-government. B, the British stayed in their houses. C, they didn't like high taxes. D, all of the above. I think all of the above. It's all of the above. Yeah. yeah. It's all of the above. I think the, the British above. were being dicks. Yeah. And they were coming in and they were taxing shit. Yep. And they were being like, hey, I'm going to come in your house. Knock, knock, ding, dong. This is mine now. And they were being very unfair. They were very I unfair. I nail this question. The immigrant yeah. officer would be like, uh, yeah, 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 sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Lizzie Stewart hates the British. Check. I would just say they're being dicks and they look at their paper dicks. and go, yes. <laughs> Assholes through and through. Okay. Assholes. Okay. Question eight. Great. There were 13 original states. Name three. Okay. Virginia, mm-hmm. obviously. New York. Yep. And let's say Delaware. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Ding, ding. Great. Question nine. Why do some states have more representatives than other states? Because of the House of Representatives. They have bigger populations. That's it. That's the key word. Difference in populations. 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 Last question. Last question. You're nine for nine so far. Here's your last question. What is the name of the national anthem? The Star Spangled Banner. Yes! Timothy! Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my okay. God. Okay. okay, wait. Here's a fun fact from uh, CNN from our friend Farida Fauzi. This is a fun fact from an article that she wrote, and I just thought it was hilarious. Fun fact. The Star Spangled Banner was written by Francis Scott Key. It was originally called Defense of Fort Henry. Henry? Henry. Henry. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't inspire. Oh, no, that's not patriotism. <laughs> And now, singing the defense of support, <laughs> Henry is Lady Gaga. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Lady defense Gaga. Defense of support, Henry by Lady Gaga. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for your questions? I am so, so stressed. I So I pulled mine from the literal, like, United States Custom and Immigration Services. Like, they, like, give 100 questions. Um, but I scrolled down, so we hopefully would avoid any crossover. Um, and oh, we God. did. But mine are like more history based, which I love. Oh and my God, I'm gonna fail. I think you'll be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna do ten, okay. and then I'm gonna ask one that I think I would get wrong, and I'm curious if you would get it right. Oh, okay. God, okay. this is so stressful. Okay. Yeah, but the, I'm gonna give you the ten that aren't that. Okay, ready? It hit me. So, what territory? Did the United States buy from France in 1803? Louisiana? Yes. Great. The Louisiana Territory. Territory. Yes, 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 yes. Great. Number two. Oh, this one actually is hard. I would get this wrong, but we'll see. How many amendments does the Constitution have? 27? Yeah. Oh really? God. Oh, God. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Oh. That, would, that would be one where, like, I would get, like, I would, I would be like you. I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to start counting them up. <laughs> like all right there's 10 right off the top of the bat (laughs) that was a hard one okay name one war fought by the united states in the 1800s um in the 1800s the war of 1812 yes the the options are the war of 1812 the mexican-american war the civil war and the spanish-american war yeah those are all options Great. Okay. We elect a U.S. senator for how many years? Six. Yeah. This one is just for me. Okay, question number five. Okay. Who was president during World War I? Oh, my God. <laughs> the one, the only, the hatred of your eye, Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> correct, 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 correct. <laughs> Um, okay. Number six. This is your citizenship question. Okay, okay. I can't fail it. Name two cabinet level positions. Uh, Secretary of the Interior. Love. Uh, Secretary of State. Perfect. (laughs) Brilliant. I'm a citizen. You're a citizen. Great. This is an interesting question that I was surprised was on here, so that's why I put it here. Name one. American Indian tribe in the United States. Lenape. Iroquois. Y- yes. <laughs> yes, it's all. They give, a, I was just reading through the list. Um, and then in like, a, in like a parentheses, it says the officers will be supplied with the list of federally recognized American Indian tribes. So I wonder if it like oh, changes. Yeah. You know? Oh, maybe. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah. yeah. But accept it. Yes. Yay. Um, that's such a great under- question. I know. I was like, this is great. <laughs> Absolutely. 
Absolutely, I feel like we should recognize the Indians here. Absolutely, we should recognize. I also feel like let's pepper in some questions about Black history, some questions Absolutely. about women. Like, women. Let's mm-hmm. pepper it. Here's a fun question, which is question number, oh dear, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. Under our Constitution, some powers belong to the federal government. What is one power of the federal government? So not the states, but the federal that the oh, states wow. can't do. You um, got it. It's so, you got it. Don't overthink it. Oh, declare war. Yeah. Oh. So the, yes, oh. yes, 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 yes. Oh my God. So the, 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 um, <laughs> the options are to print money, oh, to yep. declare war, uh-huh. to create an army, and to oh. make treaties. Got it, got it. Yep, yep, yep. That is yep. all... Yeah, I was like, you just needed to, like, breathe with it. Like, you do. Yeah, you I was know. like, it will come to me. It will come to me. Okay, this is question nine, which, okay. again, is a really interesting question that's on here, but it's on here. When is the last day you can send in federal income tax form, a.k.a. when are your taxes due? Oh, April 15th, usually. That's true. And, and when it's a non-corona year, it's April 15th. <laughs> non-corona year, April 15th. And then number 10, what is one responsibility that is only for United States citizens? We just went over it. Responsibility. Oh, resp- to vote. United- and yes. that's a ben- Oh, to vote? Oh, okay, great. Yep. They, they gave two options to serve on a jury or to vote in a federal election. Ah, bless. Bless. We love it. Love it. And then for a bonus, when was the Constitution written? What year? Was it written? Written? 1787. Damn, I would have guessed 89. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, I would have guessed 89. If I, if I had to do it right now. Yeah, yeah. When I saw that, I was like, oh, oh. oh yeah. <laughs> yep. So you got it. You passed. Yay! You passed. But those are pretty okay, good. I mean, isn't that crazy? The, like, history questions? The history questions are really wow. Yeah. I know, right? I'm yeah. so glad that, that we had two different vibes. Yours was like the structure and mine was like the history yeah because both of those are on the the test both of those types because they have a hundred questions they can choose from right oh wow yeah that's insane it's also like i the the like seeing the multiple choice part of it i was like oh yes this is like it just makes it easier and then having like off the top of your head to be like what's a federal responsibility that states don't have you know like yeah that you just one, need a second. I needed a second. I was like, oh, no, it's this. But that's why I guess it's the benefit of it being oral. It's like, okay, like, let me think about this. Yeah. You know, and if the person's not an ass, they'd be like, can you be more specific? And you'd be like, right. Ah, right, exactly. Exactly. You can talk your way into it. Yep. So, congratulations. You passed the test. You too. Thank you. That would be. Would have been so horrific <laughs> if we had been like if we wow this up yeah <laughs> look look we that came at it bad. we came at it easy breezy you did great you, you knew too? 27 amendments i probably would have got i would have guessed 24 mm. no i wouldn't because i know that there's a 20 i would have gotten there it just would have taken you would have gotten second. there you would have gotten there yeah. yeah yeah it's not when i would be like I would be like, wait, okay, hold on. Let's just go through it. Let's just yeah. go through them. Rattle them off. Hold on. Hold yep. on. But yeah, but that is the citizenship 
test, honey. Yes. We are obviously so thrilled to be citizens of the United States officially now that we've gotten six questions right. Um, It's a thrill. Maybe one day I'll be called for jury duty. We'll see. You just wait. (laughs) They're going to call your ass to jury duty. They're going to be like, hold on. Let me just. They're going to call me right now. They're going to call me in the middle of this pandemic and be like, girl, it's your time. I bet your name was like in the hopper and then Corona hit and they're like, you know, we're just going to have to shut these courts down. Just wait. That's that's coming. Yep. I do feel that it's coming. But. In the meantime, we love you guys so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.